Welcome to Growing Through Grief. I'm your host, Diana Curtis. Growing Through Grief is a weekly sprinkle of education and inspiration to help you take action that leads to personal freedom and greatness. I share powerful conversations with grief experts, spiritual advisors, and other courageous souls in this transformational podcast. I believe with the right support and the power of community, you can eliminate unnecessary prolonged grief. I'm here to teach you how to normalize, recognize, and use grief as a growth tool. I've been a champion for growth for decades since the loss of my mother. Together, we are growing. I'll give you weekly tips and small steps that will move the needle forward so that you are experiencing a healthy inner relationship with yourself. Let's get started. Hello again, and welcome back to the Growing Through Grief podcast. I'm your host, Diana Curtis. If you're new to the show, Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I have a very interesting conversation for you today. I will be sharing a conversation that I had with an individual. We're going to call her Mary, a beautiful soul I met at the park a few days ago. So yes, this is a real story. It actually happened. Of course, I've changed the name to maintain confidentiality, and I will be playing two roles today. I'll be the narrator, and I will be your host. So go ahead and grab some water, chief, whatever you would like to drink before we get started. And grab your journal, because I'm going to be dropping a few nuggets that you will want to write down and remember. I'm going to bring humanity and compassion to a situation that Mary felt was unbearable. She thought it was too difficult to recover from. So here's how this will work. You're in a circle with Mary and three other women. You will be asked four questions. And if any of the questions resonate with you, you will be asked to step forward inside the circle. So if anything resonates with your personal life, you want to take one step forward. So go ahead and connect in your mind's eye to Mary and the three other women in your circle. And you're all standing six feet apart in this circle. Let me repeat the exercise one more time just to make certain that I'm very clear here. You're in a circle with Mary and three other women. I'm going to be asking you four questions. If any of the questions resonates with you, meaning you've experienced the situation in your life, you're asked to take one step forward inside the circle. Now, of course, you're doing this quietly in your mind. It's not for real, real. Ready? Let's go. So step into the circle. If you learn that someone special to you, a mentor for many, many years, died and you didn't know about it. And you didn't get a chance to say your goodbyes or share your condolences with the family. Take a step forward if within the last few weeks you're pregnant and suddenly you feel excruciating pain. The pain is so painful that it puts you in a fetal position 
and you can barely walk. And your husband arrives home just in time to rush you to the hospital where you learn you're having a miscarriage. Take a step forward if your 18-month-old toddler has been up most nights for the past week with an upset stomach and vomiting everywhere, and you've been cleaning like crazy while also trying to nurse yourself back to health. Take a step forward if your supervisor has given you a big project with a three-day turnaround for completion. Now take a moment to breathe all of that in. You lost your mentor, you had a miscarriage, your baby is sick, and the job has just given you a big project to complete in three days. That was Mary's reality. Imagine the shock on her face when she looked back and she realized she was the only one who had stepped forward all four times. And Mary hadn't been able to let herself realize the pain of those losses until this moment, this right now moment. She realized she was standing alone. She was a nervous wreck. She had been holding all that pain inside for several days now, and she felt helpless. All the strength, the energy, and the effort she had been using to push the pain down That strength, that energy, that effort, all of that just moved away. It dissipated. And guess what? It left her feeling very, very weak. She had no strength. Her legs felt weak. So she fell to the floor in a kneeling position. And she began to cry uncontrollably. She was finally able to surrender to the moment, to just let go. Everything stopped in that moment, and she had no concerns about anything or anyone around her. Everyone else was also frozen in sadness. Their faces were filled with tears of compassion and empathy for Mary. The women just stood there quietly, absorbed in the pain of the moment. Once Mary was complete, she was done crying She regained her composure, and she sat up with her chin resting in her chest. And the other women rushed to her side, and they covered her with overflowing love, the kind of love that Mary had never felt before. She immediately felt better. A sense of peace just rushed throughout her body. She felt safe. She knew everything would be okay. Now come back with me. What a lovely story, right? Well, the losses are true. The losses are very, very real for Mary. But unfortunately, Mary's response to those losses were quite different than the way I just described them. What I described would have been the preferred, the most healthy way to deal with all of those losses. So would you like to hear how Mary really responded to those losses? The truth is, Mary chose to push the emotions down. Yes, she cried during those rare moments she was alone, but she never really felt the pain of it all. And on this day, the day that I'm meeting her for the first time in the park, 
she's still carrying a heavy, heavy burden of loss in her heart. The reality of losing a child, losing her lifelong mentor, while also experiencing days of exhaustion from taking care of a sick baby. It was all over her face. Her eyes were red. Her eyes were sad. So Mary immediately began to question herself. Her questions went like this. Why did I not know my mentor and friend was sick? Why didn't someone let me know? He was such a beautiful soul in my life. Why didn't I visit him more often? I should have been there for him. He was always there for me. How do I forgive myself for this one? Layers and layers of blame and guilt were being released from her mouth and they were tearing her heart into small pieces. She began to cry for the baby she had lost. Again, she questioned herself. If only my baby would have lived. Did this happen to me because I put work before family? Will my 18-month-old be fine? Is she going to be okay? What about my other kids? Well, I didn't quite know how to respond to Mary, so I did what I do best. I asked Mary to take a deep breath. I knew that breath would bring her back to her center, back to her heart, inside of her body. I knew it was important that Mary felt seen and cared for in that moment as well. So I listened quietly. And then I asked, how are you feeling today, Mary? And it was very clear to me that she was detached from her feelings. She had disconnected from her body. It was too painful to be inside of her body. She had told herself it would be too painful to go inside, to feel what she needed to feel. So what did she do? She began sharing everything she could think of about the situation. She even shared with me how her friends were unable to have kids, but she never shared how she really felt. Perhaps she didn't have the words. So I asked her again, how are you feeling today? And she said, I don't know. I don't feel. I put the brakes on when emotions come up. I push them down. I push through life, pretending as though everything is okay. So she opened up in the way that she knew how to. She began to talk about her extended family. She began to share how she has separated from her family members who she thinks is bringing drama in her life. She was tired of the high expectations that they continued to place on her. And it was almost as if she felt she had no role in any of this family drama, the family issues. She didn't quite understand that she too was spreading her pain and confusion. Unconscious of it, it seemed. I gave her a few tips around relationships, including I offered that she stop talking about the family drama and heal it. And I recommended that she listen to episode seven of my podcast show where I share tips on healing relationships. And I also offered a great place for her to start letting go of her pain was to start releasing herself from blame. Release the self-blame. 
So I shared my condolences around her losses. I thanked her for the amount of courage and vulnerability she had demonstrated during our conversation. And oh yes, I couldn't resist making her aware of how she had deflected when I asked about her feelings. She deflected by starting to talk about her friends who couldn't have children. Now, of course, I encouraged her to get help from someone that she trusts, someone who could help her dig deeper into her soul so that she could transform and release not only the pain of the recent losses, but also any unresolved grief from the past. We exchanged phone numbers and went our separate ways. Now, Mary had asked me two specific questions during our conversation. And the two questions were, how do you let go of pain and hurt? What do you do when you don't know how to feel your feelings? And those questions continue to play like a broken record in the background of my mind. And I knew my go-to statement, which was to tell people to just surrender, just surrender and feel the feelings, doesn't seem to be working for some. It was clear that people needed more. So how do you surrender and let go of a heartbreak? Well, it would take me a long time to unpack and respond to those questions. And there are many, many ways to approach healing. So I'll give you four nuggets to ponder on. Let's go back to where we started. Remember the circle story I just told you that I created to demonstrate what a healthy response to Mary's losses would look like? Nugget number one is having a circle of individuals who can help you move through the pain. That is so, so critical. You want individuals who will show you compassion, respect, acceptance, and create a non-judgmental space for the freedom to heal, the freedom to be you without feeling like you're being judged. Having a circle of individuals who understand your journey, who are not afraid to heal, and who can model for you what it looks like to feel your feelings is critical to the healing process. You will hear me speak about healing in community often. And it's why I created this podcast community to help others heal and grow through grief. So back to the question, how do you surrender and let go? Before I share nugget number two, again, it was clear that Mary's number one challenge was not knowing how to let go. And I knew if she didn't, her body would eventually become sick knowing how to handle the growth period that follows a heartbreak and loss is critical to being able to move forward in life. I don't mean just move forward. It's not just move forward, but you want to move forward with greater freedom and purpose. So let's explore the word let. Let means to allow, to give permission. How do you let go? Allow and give permission. So here's nugget number two. Let go of the mental and emotional grip and give the situation over to something higher and greater than yourself. Yes, I know you feel it coming. The phrase, let go and let God, is such a powerful one. It's clear that you can't do this alone. 
Letting go is allowing and giving yourself permission to release the feelings that you no longer desire. It was in my own experiences of healing that I recognized showing others how to feel their feelings was a valuable gift to anyone who's struggling with grief and trauma. Swallowing and stuffing the pain causes further harm. So release and let go of the mental and emotional grip right now. Do it now. Cease to resist the pain. Flow with the pain instead. Let go and let God. So nugget number three, it's a big one. I know you've heard it a million times over and over and over. And it's forgiveness. But the key here, though, is forgiving yourself first. I'm speaking about self-forgiveness. We lose our innocence as children. And here's a truth that I learned years ago. The child is always innocent. Can you believe that truth for yourself? Know that whatever is showing up in your life in terms of how you respond to situations, how you react to loss, upset, and heartbreaks, it's all based on what you learned as a child. You form beliefs to protect you from harm. And the same may be true regarding your response to emotions. But many people believe not feeling their emotions will protect them from more pain. That is... Not true. Not feeling and releasing the emotions causes more harm and pain. The energy of that pain has to go somewhere. So if you don't let it out, it remains in the body. It remains in your tissues. It remains in your organs. And yes, that energy will eventually show up as health issues. So in your quiet time, think about, maybe journal the answer to these questions. What were you taught as a child? Were you taught that your feelings is bad? Were you told to stop wasting time feeling your feelings? Were you not given the space to express yourself? Were you told not to cry? I remember those phrases, stop that crying before I give you something to cry about. Stop that crying before I give you something to cry about. Did you know that feeling your feelings is a necessary thing to do? Were you encouraged to feel? What were you taught as a child? Now, if you decide to journal, don't judge your responses as good or bad. And remember, too, there's nothing for you to do. Just know the child inside can be healed and restored back to the truth. And guess who will do it? You, the adult, can repair, can nurture, and heal the child inside. In the meantime, just remember you are innocent. If you can hold that truth for yourself, how can you blame the child? Now remember too, if your childhood is too painful to think about, don't go there. With At least don't go there without support from a professional. If your childhood is too painful to think about, Don't go there without support from a professional. Just know that you're in a growth period and you may not be able to do this alone. Get support and keep practicing self-forgiveness. Practice self-forgiveness for the rest of your life. 
Now, before I share the last nugget, I would like to share a little about the relationship between trauma and grief, because I'm realizing two primary truths in my work as a grief specialist. One is every person that I engage with, including myself, have experienced some form of trauma, often many times over and over. Trauma is an emotional response to a terrible event. It could be a series of events. And the response could be shock or denial. So yes, the death of a loved one is trauma. And you will grieve it. It's a loss. A miscarriage is trauma. And you will grieve it. It's a loss. Anytime there is a wound or scar that's left behind after a loss or a heartbreak, there's trauma. I've heard some of the most gut-wrenching memories from people who are struggling with the trauma of loss. And I say memories because the loss of innocence starts in early childhood. You know, when you're most vulnerable and you can't defend for yourself. I'm not just talking about physical abuse where the scars are visible. I'm also speaking about abandonment, isolation, not being seen. Or what about living in an unsafe environment? When a child feels neglected, unsafe, and not taken care of, those are all forms of trauma, all of which are losses. The loss and of the right to be nurtured and cared for as a child. The loss of the ability to live in a safe environment. Losses, losses, losses. They are all around us. They are happening to us all the time. Now, in the scientific research world, these occurrences are referred to as adverse childhood experiences, ACEs. And every time someone touch your scar, your wound, your hurt, oftentimes you want to strike back. But instead, let's heal the scars one breath at a time. Okay, so here we are, nugget number four. And this one is very, very easy. If you can't remember anything you heard here, remember Mary's circle story. It's a perfect demonstration of what it looks like to let go, to surrender and release. Just remember the story. And I hope this was not too heavy for you. But both trauma and grief push you into a growth period. You get to choose one or two things. One, you can surrender, let go, and grow. Or two, you can resist and suffer. Now, as a reminder, here are four of many ways to let go and surrender. Find your circle. Give your mental and emotional pain to something higher and greater than yourself. I call this force God. Start forgiving yourself. Start right now. Do it daily. Then you can forgive others. But you must start with yourself first. Remember Mary's story. Know what it looks like to let go. Think about all that energy that Mary freed up in that moment when she just let it rip. It created more energy for herself, her family, her job, her life. And she stopped allowing the energy of blame and shame to take over her life. Now that's freedom. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you're seeking a circle to join, come on over to the Living and Growing Through Grief private Facebook community where we're learning how to live through it all. To live. Yes, to live, not die. I will see you next week. Don't get stuck in your growth period. Just keep on growing. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Growing Through Grief and being part of this loving community of women. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share and spread the word. Let's help all women become richer and more nourished in their heart so that they're able to just keep on rising. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or topic ideas, or you would like to be a guest on my show, you can reach me directly at coachingtotheheart.org. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode. In the meantime, keep on growing.